1: Right at home.
0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code SPOTIFY
1: for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, December 6th, 2021. I'm your host, Blessing Oye Jr. Joining me is... The Lacroix poppy himself, my fellow Forbes thirty under thirty Tim, my fucking Gettys. What's that smell like, Tim?
0: Do you do you smell that, bless? What's that? What's that smell, Tim? That smells like money, baby. Oh, oh money, my, baby! It smells it's like money you. up in here. Oh, oh my, what is
1: the? Oh, is this a nice watch? That is, is that, that a green B-conry? shirt? Is that a oh, green shirt? That is a green shirt because it smells oh. like money in here, Tim. Forbes it 30 under 30, like
0: baby. That means me and Bless, richer than anybody you know. That's how it works. Forbes oh keeps God. sending us these checks. I've been keeping it a secret for this whole time. But you know what, Bless? Now that now that you're there too, I, I guess we're both exposed. But it's okay. Amen. It's, it's it, We're okay exposed. It are, we,
1: are we the most broke people on the Forbes list? Maybe. <laughs> hey, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But like, we're still on the Forbes list. That's what
0: matters, Tim. That's what matters. So the green I was, was, baby, the green gave was a it. bit then, You know, huh? here's the thing. But it became between, between us. It became a bit. And then I hit the X cast button and I thought my X cast background was all green. But apparently I got some Master Chief in there, which is fitting mm. for the topics of today's discussion. So I'm going to keep it. That's right, Tim. That's right. Tim. But before we get there, Tim, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How excited for you are, are you for this week? It's this a is a big week, dude. It's a big week. Last week was a big week, heading it off with you winning Forbes, incredible. So proud of you. Love doing this show with you for the first time Appreciate with the it. two of us. Fantastic stuff. But no, nah, it was a great week. Uh, we just posted our Halo review, recording that a couple days ago or yesterday was great. Saturday was a, it was an eventful weekend. Uh, we recorded the, our reaction to Into the Spider Verse, excuse me, across the Spider Verse Part Whoa. One trailer. So you can check that out. It's just been a good time. And yeah, of course, this week we got Game Awards in just a couple days. Let's yeah. go.
1: I'm so excited for it. It's going to be my first Game Awards that I'm actually attending. Do you have, like, what are, you, what are your hype levels? I've, I've probably asked you this before. I know we, we did our predictions on Gamescast mm-hmm. for the categories, but we didn't do our predictions for the actual reveals that are going to be there. And earlier, either today or during the weekend, Jeff Keighley talked about how there are, like, four or five reveals that are of the same size as the Elden Ring reveal at the Summer Games Fest. Did you see that? And, like, wh- with that, where's your hype levels at for the Game Awards this week?
0: So the reason we didn't do a predictions thing for announcements and stuff at the Game Awards uh, was really because all of us were kind of in the same place of, like, there's not really anything to discuss. I don't feel like we have any inside information to really go off, and there's not really, like, we're just in a weird place. But I feel like now that we're closer to it, and now that he is hyping it up this way and, like, saying that stuff, like, I'm pretty damn excited, man. And, like, that is definitely setting expectations. To be clear, he wasn't saying the Elden Ring reveal. He was saying the Elden Ring gameplay that they for showed sure. so sure. it's like but still that was a mega huge deal. that was huge so i that's a, a big statement for him saying a handful of things uh, uh at least of that caliber so that's great today he was teasing we'll probably see the new sonic game so bless me and you let's, let's get know. hyped sonic, it, frontiers. sonic frontiers yeah yeah let's see let's see how it goes but yeah dude it's, i think it's gonna be really cool i'm gonna miss you on the live reaction content though but I, I'm, I'm happy yeah. you're gonna be out there living I've your best s- life
1: I'm am sad to miss the reaction content because I think Game Awards is one of the one of the more fun, if not the most fun, actual event to react to in that way on content. And so I'm gonna miss you guys for that. That said, I'm super excited because like this weekend I went out, I went to H H&M and M and bought a hat. Tim, I got an oh outfit. Yeah. I got an outfit that I'm working with for the Game Awards, and I got the hat. And let me tell you, I'm feeling this hat. Usually I don't rock like the wide brim kind of hats. Mm-hmm. In fact, I almost want to go. I want to want to dig in my closet and show you guys this hat. No, here's too, the thing. Plus,
0: no, 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 don't don't get too excited do about okay. this. There needs to be a reveal there needs to be a moment you know what i mean it's 10 out of 10 okay when are you gonna do it how are you gonna do it think about it are you gonna debut the outfit before you're actually there or if you're gonna (laughs) debut it when you're there you need to plan out a picture i want you having the dopest picture on the red carpet or whatever color the carpet is
1: Mm-hmm. Red carpet. All right, I'm going to make it happen. Man, now I feel like the pressure's on. But I'm actually feeling really good about pressure's the outfit. On. Of it course, is. you know, people at, at all these award shows, they always ask, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? I'm wearing Yusef McGee. Yusef McGee hooked me up with this outfit. Good. And so it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a mm-hmm. good one. That's all safe for now. Uh, but Tim enough about that let's talk about today's stories which include halo infinite reviews are in spider-man and the rock are coming to Fortnite, and more because this is kind of funny games daily each should every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, go to patreon.com slash games or bronze members or above. Get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping for you, like Tim mentioned earlier, a new episode of Gamescast went up this morning, and it is our Halo Infinite campaign review featuring Tim, Mike, and... Andy in Paris. You can catch all their thoughts on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. And that's not all for Halo. Uh, Xcast is also up right now. And it's the crew talking more about Halo Infinite multiplayer and the fixes that the game needs. Over on the PlayStation side of things, XOXO is going up a day later uh, to make space for the Halo content, the Halo Cast review, and all that stuff. We're recording tomorrow, and that episode will be up for everyone on Wednesday. So write in with your questions and your thoughts over on Patreon. Topic of the show will likely be uh, me and Janet talking all about that rumored Project Spartacus. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy, Blackjack, and Greg Miller returns to content next month. Nick should quit now. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, Honey, and American Giant, but... We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. Oh, Baker's Dozen. A big news day, and let's start off with our number one, Halo Infinite. We got a review roundup for you. Right now, it is sitting, with the the campaign embargo being up so people can put out their full reviews, their campaign reviews, all that good stuff, On Metacritic, it is sitting at an 87. On OpenCritic, it is sitting at an 86. I'm going to start off with Ryan McCaffrey at IGN, who did a campaign review and had this to write. Halo has meant a lot to me over the past 20 years. From first landing on the ring in Halo 1, to the surprise Arbiter arc in Halo 2, to being heartbroken by Halo 5's abysmal storytelling, it's one of the few series in gaming where every new mainline entry really matters to me. After six years, it was fair to wonder, did Halo still belong in the best shooter conversation? And would I still care about it? I am both relieved and delighted that Halo Infinite emphatically answers both questions with a resounding yes. Turning us loose to explore a massive open ring with almost complete freedom to approach combat with a r- wide range of iconic guns, vehicles, and toys has absolutely brought Halo's single-player campaign back into contention as one of the finest out there. To say nothing of the amazing multiplayer suite, which IGN did review separately. I don't I don't know the review score off, my t- off the top of my head. I think Stella gave it a 9 out of 10. I think that's right. And even though it drops the ball a bit with the story and lack of environmental variety, Halo Infinite picks it back up again with style. I'm going to jump into Matt Miller at Game Informer, who I believe reviewed the whole game uh, and gave it a 9.25 out of 10 and says this. The new open world and progression elements borrow heavily from established successes in that genre, and there's nothing profoundly innovative about the gradual takeover of a zone, but the battles feel so good that I didn't mind too much. I especially enjoyed the larger bases and outposts, which encourage creative thinking in how you approach rounding the bad guys. I also loved the small moments of discovery, hidden weapon caches on a mountaintop or caves that hold the last weapon of a doomed marine squad. Like many, I'm sad that Halo Infinite doesn't offer cooperative multiplayer at launch, if only because it's been a bulwark of the series' identity. It's a, dis- it's a disappointing omission, but I have to judge the game before me, not the features I wish might be there. And by that measure, Halo Infinite is a rousing success. Whether you want a big, mysterious sci-fi adventure or a chance to engage with some intense PvP, Halo Infinite nails the shots where it counts and heralds a new era for one of gaming's most recognizable mainstays. And then Jeff Grubb at GamesBeat uh, gave it a 5 out of 5 and says, Consider me a Halo fan now. I was never really looking forward to Infinite, but now that it's here, it's so much more than what I was expecting i think i think whatever 343 does next will be even better and i'll eagerly uh, i'll be eagerly awaiting it in the meantime i'll be spending a lot more time with multiplayer and when co-op comes to campaign i'll definitely dive back into that as well but as it stands today this is a statement released for xbox game studios in a year where it has released a number of game of the year contenders psychonauts 2 deathloop forza horizon 5 and age of empires 4 halo infinite stands above even that crowd Tim Geddes, of course, you guys reviewed it last night. That review went up, I believe, at midnight last night. Where do you stand uh, in regard to these reviews, and do these reviews shock you?
0: No, these reviews seem very in line with, I think, where most people are going to fall on this. Uh, Jeff's is probably the most interesting to me, but I think that's mainly because he didn't consider himself a Halo fan before, and this got him. Uh, I think that that is a really interesting perspective, and especially for him to praise it as far as going – out above Loop and Forza. And it is a little bit weird because like a lot of the games he mentions here, the genres and stuff don't necessarily necessitate. That's not right, the right word. Kind of scream Game of the year contender, right? Racing games usually get snubbed there be- when you start comparing them to um other genres, no yeah. matter the level of quality it, within their genre, right? And Age of Empires 4 being another example of that. Even Cyclonauts 2. Every once in a while, platformers uh can kind of like rise above, but it, it's it's pretty rare. Deathloop, though, being the one that I think is a bit more one for one. Him saying Halo Infinite stands above that. I don't know, Jeff's Feelings on Deathloop. I don't know if he ended up like loving it as much as a lot of people did, but that is a, a a very tall order. And that's a big statement. And at the end of the day, whether or not that holds up, I do think that this is a major deal for Xbox Game Studios. I think that that's easy to say. All of us kind of looked at them and I, I don't want to put words to people's mouths. I definitely looked at them the last couple of years and was like, this is such a big make or break for Halo as a franchise and kind of for Xbox Game Studios as uh, do they got the goods? Can they they bring the stuff for these iconic franchises? You don't get bigger at Xbox than Halo. You just Tim, simply don't.
1: I want to stop you right there and pull a question from Damon Cashman who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and writes this. Good morning, blessing and Tim. A year ago, it looked like the Halo Infinite it looked like Halo Infinite was dead, and Xbox was seemingly in dire straits upon console launch. Since then, however, Game Pass has become a must-have, Forza has released to, to unanimous praise, and even Sony fanboys like myself are buying into the Xbox ecosystem. Now, after a very wise year-long delay, it sure looks like 343 three have nailed it with Halo Infinite. Uncle Phil and Xbox are now the talk of the town, and they did it with virtually none of their high-profile acquisitions even releasing yet. Is this the greatest comeback in video
0: game history? No, I don't think so. Don't I think, think so. that it's I think that it is one of the, the bigger, better ones, but I do still think that there are some like aspects that just weren't absolutely nailed. The not having co-op all this stuff that I know people are gonna be like, oh, that affects such a small amount of people. Clearly it doesn't, because every review is talking about it. And if okay, it's affecting those groups of people, those groups of people matter when it comes to reviews and the way that these games are gonna be talked about. Um so I don't know. I I feel like it is it is huge because looking at the reveal of the campaign specifically, I think it's uh, pretty impressive what they ended up pulling, turning around uh, with the delay. I think the delay really, really, really helped them um, create something that is truly special. My experience with the game so far has been nothing short of fantastic where I'm like, I love when I start playing a game and I'm like, I'm going to 100 percent this. And I get that vibe from Halo Infinite's campaign. That is such a good side. It's pure fun. There's so much good. They nailed what they had to do for the nostalgia people, but then also for modern gamers. And it's such a great mix and blend of the two things. Um, but I, I think that in terms of like greatest comebacks, it's, I think if you start looking at it as a franchise and looking at where it was with Halo 4, Halo 5, like, yes, this is a crazy comeback to Halo 3, but I don't think that it is as high compared to how low things could get from some things like final fantasy 14, which I do think is the greatest comeback of all time. Mm.
1: What is, um, for people who may have missed the review or haven't checked out the review yet for you, where does halo infinite stand among like the top games of the year? Do you, do you yourself consider it a game of the year contender? And what are the things that like hold it back for you in terms of being like a, a if it, if it is, if you wouldn't say it is like a 10 out of 10 experience.
0: So, uh, Paris and Mike were the ones that beat it. Andy and I both just did the preview content so far. So I haven't actually beat the game yet. I'm waiting to do that gotcha. uh, on the retail. Um, But from what I have played, it is definitely one of my personal games of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh How it stands up this year with game of the year. I don't know when you, when you add it with the multiplayer suite, I think easy. Yeah, it does. And I think then the multiplayer suite alone, I think I would put in that conversation. Um, But yeah, it's, this year's a, a complicated one with game of the year because there is so many varied different types of games and i think that this is the one of the better types of years because you get to see representation for things like psychonauts 2 that the people that played it loved it right and i like that that being in that category kind of gives it this this new life people uh, want to give it a shot because it's on game pass why not but halo i do think is a different level it's complicated i, I need to, to to beat it to really like sit with it and understand how exactly i feel um but i this game is is definitely fantastic and when you add all the the elements of it being on game pass and it having a free-to-play multiplayer it's like it's kind of hard to not look at this and be like damn this is one of the craziest moments in video games in mm-hmm. terms of value
1: yeah i feel that and like i mean i'm similar to jeff grubb in in regards to me not ever really considering myself a halo fan until now having not touched the campaign and only being obsessed with the multiplayer for the for the past few weeks ever since it launched i've been non-stop on it and for me it's already one of my favorite games of the year like I'm already hooked on it I'm already like you know thinking about like the updates we're going to talk a-, a little bit later about things that they're adding to the game because next story is all about how they're adding three more pvp modes um to Halo Infinite by the end of the year And I'm super excited about that but the fact that I'm already in the ecosystem enough to look forward to those updates and look forward and keep up with oh man I miss Fiesta mode I hope they bring back Fiesta oh man I played some Slayer in um uh, or not Slayer I played some SWAT in uh Splitgate man I really can't wait for them to finally add SWAT to Halo like, I'm having those feels already, and I think that right there is already alone, kind of speaking to, yeah, this is quality, not only for the Halo fans, but for anybody to jump into it as a game that is just available on the ecosystem, whether you have an Xbox or you have a PC. The fact that it's free to play and easy to jump jump into and as quality as it is, I think speaks speaks for itself. And going back to Damon, Ca- Damon Cashman's question about, you know, is this the greatest comeback in video game history? I think if you're talking about Halo specifically, it's probably a bigger conversation that I'm not equipped to have. But if you're talking about the Xbox ecosystem, if is this like the greatest comeback in terms of Xbox going from 2013 Xbox where it is the launch of the Xbox 1 and you have all these conflicting messages, you have all you have them talking about TV, 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 media, Call of Duty Connect and, you know, coming off of that E3 press conference where everybody was bummed about their their showing, over the course of the generation turning that ship and now we're getting to the point of in 2021, fall of 2021, Xbox is the shining console right now in terms of what the fall slate has been like, you know, um, Jeff mentions it here, right? And I know Deathloop is a is a weird one because that is a PlayStation exclusive, so I'll even leave Deathloop <laughs> out of that conversation. Uh, but Psychonauts two, Fortune Horizon five, Age of Empires four, right now it's Halo Infinite. Xbox is having a moment, and right now they are having. Like the moment of the fall, I think for the first time in maybe a generation, in a very yeah. long time. I don't remember the last time where it felt like Xbox was the platform that was having the biggest fall. And that is happening right now. And I think that is really impressive. And I hope that it's it's emblematic of what the future is going to be for Xbox. Because, you know, we've talked about in years past when we're approaching Xbox E3. Is this the year where Xbox is finally going to deliver on, on the promise? Is this the year where they're finally bringing the stuff? And coming off of this fall, coming off of this year, so far, I'm like, this feels like the beginning of it. This feels like them finally delivering. I look at next year, and I'm like, next year is Redfall, and next year is Starfield, right? I announced at the very least. that gets delayed, it gets delayed. But for right now, that's what it looks like, right? And I'm sure that's even more games. And you look to the future and it's like, cool, they got Hellblade 2 as well. They got um, uh, Perfect Dark as well. There are things that we're looking forward to over the horizon that speak to like speak to excitement when intended forza horizon horizon zero dawn all that good stuff uh like speak to i mean me being excited as somebody who's not super ingrained to the in the ecosystem i want to be now because the future is looking really bright
0: yeah dude i mean you you nailed so much of that right there i think at the end of the day it's going to be a couple months until we can actually say that this is the moment that you're talking about Mm -hmm. um and i think all signs are pointing to it being that but i i think it's interesting that When you look at game release calendars for the last 20 years, there has been a change and a shift in when games release, where it used to just be the fall is all that matters. But over the last 10 years at this point, that has not been true anymore. And we've gotten to a point that almost any month can be viable uh, for game releases. And we've seen that a lot with uh, some of the third party, like Capcom, January, February releases they've been having. But then also on the PlayStation side of things, they tend to not really have their big PlayStation studio tent poles in the fall time frame. There's been a couple release dates that were put there, but they end up getting pushed to spring in the last mm-hmm. couple uh, times we've gotten that. So it is interesting that Xbox is kind of here and like, yo, fall is ours. And I kind of like the idea that potentially going forward, Xbox game Studios and can just kind of own that holiday break and own, this t- time of the year uh, especially when you have game pass and the uh, accessibility to, to access to games for families and stuff like there's just a lot of synergy there that I think is is very cool I just am hopeful and from every every sign, I'm sure we're going to get to more stories about this but um in six months are people going to be as fervorish not as but like close enough to where they are right now with Halo multiplayer because I think that okay. that is the key to being able to say Halo is back this is the greatest comeback because there was truly nothing like Halo 2 and 3's multiplayer and online. Like that was a defining moment in video game history. That's changed over time now where we have things like Fortnite and, you know, Call of Duty era, Fortnite and all of that now. What is Halo Infinite going to be? We need to be talking about that six months, a year from now, to yeah. be able to say it had to come back. Mm, but yeah. I, I do think that we're on that path. And uh last thing I want to say uh, before we move on from this is I am so mega interested in Greg Miller's take on campaign because not that it's the the whole world's greatest video game comeback, but it would personally be one of my greatest comeback mm-hmm. moments ever is if Greg Miller played Halo Combat Evolved from like two years yeah. ago and utterly hated it. If he could play Halo Infinite and vibe with it because playing through this, I'm like, There's a lot of great hooks here. Uh, this, Dude, I saw a lot I saw a tweet of here.
1: <laughs> like there was a tweet um I forget who made it uh who made this tweet this morning but somebody was talking about Halo Infinite in comparison to Far Cry Six and Far Cry Six is a game that Greg over his, over his paternity leave has platinumed right and like the person who was t- tweeting about it was saying was saying that like he personally liked um or if he was, was, was Brian Altano Altano yeah yeah, yeah he was that. saying that he liked Far Cry Six more than Halo Infinite in terms of like what that open world first person shooter setup was for the campaign specifically and I saw that Greg liked that tweet. But I think that's enough that that's enough to like put it there that like, hey, there's enough connective tissue probably that like Halo that Greg could probably play Halo and like some stuff there. Yeah. If it is that first person shooter I'm clearing I'm clearing out uh bunkers and camps and stuff like that i think that'll appeal to him
0: dude it's that but mixed with what we love so much about the classic linear halo mission style like they really found mm-hmm. a good blend of what i've played so far that i'm i'm super impressed with and yeah greg greg's got the itch man he keeps texting me he's slacking me like asking questions oh, hell, and shit yeah. i'm just like oh, oh, oh. oh he's my gonna God. bleed green soon baby let's go well, Tim, speaking of
1: Halo, story number two, Halo Infinite's adding three more PvP modes before the end of the year. This is George Yang at IGN. 343 3 Industries is planning to release more playlists in PvP modes for Halo Infinite by the end of this year. These modes include Fiesta, hell yeah, uh, Tactical Slayer, aka SWAT, and Free For All. However, they won't arrive in time for Halo Infinite's official campaign launch of December 8th. 343 Community Director John Junishek announced that the, developer, announced the developer's plans on Twitter. He also mentions that a Social Slayer playlist with multiple variations of the mode is being worked on as it was the most requested game type. Quote, our goal for events is to try new modes prior to adding to playlists, explains Junishek. Uh, he continues, we'll monitor playlist health after the three editions above and adjust our offering if needed, but we're excited to make these updates before the holidays end Quote. And I think that's exactly what you want to hear, right? Hey, we're going to put these modes in rotation for like a week as an event okay you love this you want more of this cool now let's add it to a playlist i think that is the ideal way to do it you've you've been seeing more and more uh games like this like competitive multiplayer games do things like this i know apex has done that before with like hey let's test out 2v2 like duos or not 2v2 but let's test out duo battle royales okay cool people like this people want this let's make let's actually make it a, a continuing thing um so i like that i think that is i think that is good tim does that sit well with you
0: yeah, this is great. I mean, honestly, it's it's one of those things where I don't think that they'll ever be able to please anybody or everybody at once uh, because they need to make sure that they get this right. This the last story we just spent thirty minutes talking about is is this the biggest comeback of all time for yeah. video games? They want it to be, and if they want it to be, they need to take their time and do things right. And this is a game that needs to have infinite kind of playtime and potential to keep growing as Halo as a platform because that is what was so great about the earlier days of Halo Online multiplayer is this sense of progression, the sense of wanting to continue to come back. and. Halo, if I remember correctly, Halo was the first console game to ever have map pack expansions. You can go out and buy a disc with nine new maps for Halo 2. Isn't that fucking wild? (laughs) That's awesome. Back in an era where you couldn't patch games, Halo was trying to add more to the content without adding a sequel because they knew that people just wanted more. In a world now where that's just the norm, I think that they need to really take their time, find what players are liking, and keep going from there. I think that the whole progression uh debacle conversation is like very sad and i wish that i understand why they did it but can you imagine if they had just stuck to what people expected from this and like this was more of a call of duty type progression i think Mm -hmm. the insane praise would be even higher for Mm -hmm. the game where like the addictive quality people would just be in from the jump but i really think that we got to give these devs the the their due praise and their time to experiment and try to get this right because they clearly freaking care the amount of times in the last two weeks they've come out and been so transparent and over communicative about their plans and what they're doing, I think is a great sign that we have nothing to worry about. Sure, we don't have some of our favorite modes right now. We're going to have those modes when it comes to multiplayer. It's just a matter of time. And what they're talking about here, hell yeah, man. Fiesta was a blast. I didn't know I could have more fun playing this game until I played Fiesta. And it's I'm my like, favorite mode. Like it was,
1: it was the most fun I was having in Halo Infinite was playing Fiesta because the the for those who don't know Fiesta, right? Fiesta is a mode you go into and it just randomly it randomly spawns your weapons and your equipment, and so you never know every single time you respawn you don't know what you're gonna have in your hands. And if for me playing it forced me to use weapons that I wasn't trying out because when you're playing regular Halo Infinite Slayer you know, it starts you off with the default gun, um, like, or if you're in, like, ranked, right? It'll start you off with the, with the BR or whatever. And for me, you know, I, I have that default gun. I've used it so much, and I'm scared to pick up something else because I'm so used to it, right? Like, oh, man, I'd like to pick up the center shot, but I haven't used it that much because, you know, I always have this other weapon. Um, playing Fiesta forced me to actually use other guns and get good with other, other guns and get good with equipment. I got so good. And, oh, I'm not gonna say I got so good, but I had so much fun with the grappling hook, <laughs> whatever it spawned me with the grappling hook, to the point of being, addicted to that thing and i couldn't (laughs) get enough of it and that is because of fiesta right fiesta put forcibly put that in my hand and made me use it uh and so yeah i can't wait for it to come back i'm gonna spend so much time and i'm gonna spend so much time in the other modes that they give us because i think when you're talking about i mean tim to your point of six months later right when we look back at halo is it going to be able to fulfill that is it going to be able to keep up the hype and keep up the excitement i think part of that is you know building in uh modes and releases and updates that give people a reason to come back what is what is the mode a month from now that you're gonna add in that makes me go? All right, cool, Let, guys, let's play some Halo Halo Infinite real quick. All right, let's spend today and tomorrow playing Halo Infinite because they added in this new Slayer mode or they added in this new playlist that sounds really exciting. Um, and yeah, like you know, it, it in its launch state, there are things that you can pick apart. Like there's plenty of things you can pick apart. I think. For what they did with the year delay and polishing and figuring out what the vision of this thing is going to be and what it is and actually delivering on it, they are able to launch in a good enough mode or in a, in, a, in a good enough state that feels quality and feels fun and feels great and provides a floor for what the future of it is going to be as a free-to-play games as a service, right? Like an ongoing game that is going to get updates, that is going to only get more, more modes. That's the beauty of them launching this way. It's only going to get bigger and better. And so we're going in, like, you're going to get Forge, right? Which I'm excited for Forge to eventually come through because that is where I'm going to just, like, cool, let's do all rocket launchers and fuck around and do that type of shit that really appeals to me. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for whatever, like, the new, the, the new costumes and all that stuff is. I'm excited for them to fix progression and make it even better, right? Like, I'm all about that.
0: Yeah, man. It's a, what a time to be alive. I I mean, like, just to to say it real quick before we we, we move on, Halo's back, and Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm saying that. I am so in love with this game, and it is such a special thing that 20 years later, they can put out a game that reminds me of what it felt like to play then. But make that experience even better with all of the, the modern upgrades that you would expect. It is truly a special time. And I can't wait for the Christmas break for us to just hang out and fucking play this together.
1: Hell yeah. Well, Tim, speaking of big updates and expansions, story number three, Fortnite Chapter 3 includes a new island, The Rock, Spider-Man, and more. I'm pulling from Andrew Webster at The Verge. And Kevin, at the top of the, the story in the doc, I have a link to the trailer if you can pull that up. You can play it on silent as I read through the story. After a dramatic live event on Saturday, Fortnite is moving on to Chapter 3, which introduces some big changes for the Battle Royale. This morning, developer Epic launched Season 1 of the new chapter called Flipped, and the most dramatic change is the shift to a fresh, snow-covered island, one that features weather conditions along with new locations like Sanctuary, which appears to play a large part in Fortnite lore, and the Daily Bugle. Those who pick up the new Battle Pass will also be able to get their hands on characters like Spider-Man and eventually the Foundation, voiced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It also appears that the core gameplay will be shaken up quite a bit. Chapter 3 features two new mechanics, sliding and swinging, that can make the experience even faster and more vertical, particularly for high-level players. And for those who spend time in the game's creative mode, there's now an option to earn Battle Pass XP and player-made experiences. Outside of that, developer Epic is introducing some persistent elements to the game. Here's how the studio explains: "Quote, this new chapter brings camps where players and their squad can heal and store items from match to match, bringing new persistent social gameplay options to Fortnite. Plus, there are new weapons and items to help help win a victory Royale and earn the all-new ultimate prestige, the Victory Crown. Keep winning to keep the crown." end quote tim spider-man coming to Fortnite. does that make you want to finally install this game
0: <laughs> dude i wish that like this that i was in love with this game because they just keep giving <laughs> this is crazy like i know like hold on kev can you go back and pause on that spider-man
2: uh yeah give me a second
0: like maybe like five seconds before this no, that's uh it. it it's beautiful like, this is exactly what Spider-Man should look like. They yeah. freaking nailed it. Like, I know that Fortnite's <gasps>
2: done
0: a great job of, you know, getting a bunch of different IP and a, kind of making them fit a, an aesthetic that works within the Fortnite world, something we always praise Smash Brothers about. Uh, but damn, like, I love that Spider-Man, how I like to see him, is just boom, it works so well with this world. But on top of that, from a gameplay perspective, his swinging looked Dude, awesome. Kevin, bring I,
1: I dropped this in assets this morning. If you can go to that Slack and bring up this video, it was from Twitter of somebody who tweeted out what the swinging looks like when you're playing as Spider-Man in Fortnite. It looks amazing, and it's funny because when I po- posted in Slack, I think it was Roger who was like, "Man, Avengers just can't can't catch a break because like I don't understand how you make it look this good. I want to jump into Fortnite now but again. Like I feel like they always get me with the with the first seasons of the chapters because they change so much. But look at this."
2: Wait, how does that? Oh, okay. His swinging is like an item that anyone
1: can use. So any character, we can have Wolverine swing. Anyone like can wear the mask. Anyone can wear the mask. Wait, so it's like an item that you just find on the map Captain, Yeah, you see that on the first
2: the second slot there, oh, next to the hammer, yeah. It looks I like two that. Spider-Man hands. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Really pixelated. Item. But yeah. Um so I think it's something you can pick up and swing. So that
1: won't be that probably won't be around forever, so get it while it's. You awesome. got to g- you know, get it while it's hot. hot. Kevin, for you as, the, as um, somebody who loves and adores Fortnite, like how excited are you for this new chapter? Well, ser- here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yesterday at like 10 in the morning, I beat Phoenix. So I'm done with that game. Oh! Never again. Oh! I'm putting it down. Never Kevin again. Kevin isn't playing
1: a lot of Immortals Phoenix Rising. <laughs> 67 hours. <laughs> 67 <laughs> hours of Immortals Phoenix Rising, Kevin up. is been playing. Kevin, yeah. I'm 100% down to play some Fortnite with you, if you will welcome uh, me. If you'll all have right, me. Well,
2: Joey's back in. So, like, we got a squad coming. We got a squad coming. Oh, sure, yes. will join us.
1: Oh, for sure. I'm sure Roger will be there, too. I mean, we'll have more than four people, but we can figure it out. We Excellent. can have rotations. Yeah. We can play two squads at the same time. We'll figure it out. But yeah, this looks I'm, cool, though. The swinging looks so cool, and everything they're talking about in uh, the update sounds awesome. Like, they're even adding sliding, which is a thing from Apex Legends. And, like, yeah. Fortnite is kind of known at this point to add in features from other games, like, relentlessly. Like, they that, that is a thing that they do a lot, Um, which some people get mad at. I get mad at in some cases, but in the, in the case of this, I think it's a welcome addition. The sliding is one of my favorite things about Apex. It allows you to, to get from place to place way quicker, and it, you're, you're way more mobile with it, and I think it's a beautiful addition. I'm all about that, plus the swing, plus Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which I know Greg Miller's been asking for forever. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Holy they got the web surfing. Oh my this god. This is so hey, cool. Dude, what game so was that in? Amazing Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man 3,
0: the game? Yeah, because it wasn't two. It's somewhere. Was it Ultimate Spider-Man? It was one of the later PS2 games. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome.
2: That's so cool. I wonder if that's a combination of the surfing or the sliding and the having the item.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Really
1: cool. (laughs) I absolutely love this. I absolutely love this. You know what else I love? patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors
0: This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. There's no denying it. It's officially the holiday season. And after all that Thanksgiving cooking you just did, plus the cooking you're about to do for whatever other holiday you celebrate, you're probably not going to want to add tonight's dinner to that to-do list. So let DoorDash take care of it. You can also get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. I love DoorDash. We use it constantly. And it is such an easy thing to, to use for me and Gia when we're just trying to hang out, watch something, keep it simple for the night. Next thing you know, food's being delivered. It's safe, it's secure, and we are no longer hungry. For a limited time, you guys can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021, don't forget that's code games S two zero two one 2 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Next up, shout out to Honey. It's gift-giving season and you have no excuse to buy everyone you love the worst, cheapest gifts imaginable. Why? because Honey is about to save you tons of money when you shop online. Honey is your personal online shopping assistant. It scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. It's so easy to use. Everyone should be doing it. I've been using it for years. I've saved literally thousands of dollars, both for me and for Kind of Funny, using Honey. You install it once. You never need to think about it again. It's just saving you money. If you don't already have Honey, you can be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free. Installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, You'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. And finally, shout out to American Giant. If there's one good thing that came out of the mess that 2020 and 2021 have been, it's that people have started to prioritize comfort over style. You know what I'm talking about. But with American Giant's obsession with quality details, you can be comfy, cozy, and stylish. I love American Giant. I recently got a bomber jacket. Nobody's surprised, but it's this really pretty blue. I've never seen one like it, and I am a big fan. It's super comfy, keeps me warm, just like I like. American Giant is about the journey, not just the destination. They're obsessed with the details from start to finish, so they use the best quality materials and support local manufacturers and workers, which is always great. Slate called their hoodie the greatest hoodie ever, made so find out why explore american giant's collection of durable essentials at american-giant.com and you can get 20 off when you use code kfgd at checkout that's 20 off at american-giant.com promo code kfgd american-giant.com promo code kfgd
1: tim speaking of epic let's talk about another epic news story story number four the matrix awakens is an Unreal Engine 5 experience and has been revealed. This is Ryan Gilliam at Polygon. The Matrix Awakens is a new Matrix experience coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, according to an entry for the demo now available for download on the PlayStation Store and Xbox Game Store. Developed by members of the original movie team, including director Lena Wachowski and Epic Games, The Matrix Awakens is described as, quote, a wild ride into the reality-bending universe of The Matrix that features performances by Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, end quote. Uh, Epic pitches the experience as a quote glimpse into the future of interactive storytelling and entertainment in the boundary pushing cinematic in real time tech demo and a quote. The Matrix Awakens was made available for download Monday, but the full experience will be revealed and playable starting December 9th when the demo will will get a reveal at the Game Awards. Unreal Engine 5, which developer Epic Games first showed off in May 2020, is still in early access. While there are games announced as in While there are games announced as in development using the new engine, nothing has shipped yet. Tim, what does this do for you?
0: Um, A lot. Kev, can you please bring it up? I sent assets, the the actual trailer. This shit is mind-blowing. Like At the end of the day, I know it's easy to make fun of it. Like, oh, it's an experience. It's not a game. Why are we excited? It's like, yo, we're at a turning point in video games with Unreal Engine 5. I will never forget last year when Greg Miller hit me up. He's like, yo, I just saw some behind-the-scenes shit that is going to change things forever. Okay. And we got to see that that run through of the you know the first demo of the the Grand Canyon looking yeah. area, and it was like, oh my lord, this is the future of next gen. Like this is crazy. Seeing this, seeing these facial animations, Keanu Reeves is not real here, guys. This yeah. is unreal
1: engine 5. this looks in, this looks insane and i did have to double take i had to like quadruple take honestly like i kept saying this pop up on my twitter and i was like why is why is why is keanu reeves looking at me and then like i had to click in and be like oh wait is that real i guess that's no that's not real that's unreal engine 5. i think this is it's kind of on the nose to do a matrix demo for unreal engine 5. like very on the nose but in a way that good like in a way that's kind of good, right? Like, hey, if you're gonna do the Matrix, yeah, license it and like get Keanu Reeves for it, like go all the way with it. I think that's kind of cool. Um, And yeah, like I, it, this is exciting for what the tech is, right? Because mm-hmm. Unreal Engine 5 is going to be a thing that takes us into that next step of, this is what video games can do. And so giving people a reason to actually want to pay attention to it and want to check a, a thing out to kind of gear them up into, hey, this is the future of video games. I'm all for that, and I think doing a Matrix Awakens thing is a good way to do that. It's a good way to get people interested.
0: Yeah. No, I'm excited. I am very, very stoked about Unreal Engine 5. I can't wait to see it start uh, making its way actually into some of the bigger AAA games that we're we're playing because, like, man, I love the fact that it is 2021, and there are it is rare that I turn on a new modern video game and don't have some moment of, like, how the fuck does it look this good? Like, we are so spoiled with how the visual fidelity of everything and just, like, the level of detail and animation that everything has. Like, holy shit. Back in my day, we are watching Killzone 2E3 trailers and we were like, there's no way that's real. And guess what? There was no ra- way it was real. Nowadays, yep. it's like, there's no way it's real. And it's not fucking Keanu Reeves. But guess what? It is real, motherfuckers. Yes
1: god damn uh tim let's switch gears story number five uh call of duty warzone devs stage a walkout over layoffs this is ethan gotch at kotaku quality assurance testers and other developers at raven software the activision studio in charge of the extremely lucrative free-to-play battle royale call of duty warzone are walking out on the job today to protest surprise layoffs that were foisted on staff beginning last friday the group told Kotaku in a statement that it has only one demand, give all QA testers, including those, uh, those just laid off, full-time positions. Quote, those participating in this demonstration do so with the continued success of the studio at the forefront of their mind, the group wrote. They continue, the Raven QA department is essential to the day-to-day functioning of the studio as a whole. Terminating the contracts of high-performing testers in a time of consistent work and profit puts the health of the studio at risk, end quote. Activision Blizzard did not immediately respond to a uh, a request for comment. Management at the Wisconsin-based studio informed QA staff at the end of last week that they would would have meetings starting over the next month to decide which employees would get converted to full-time with raises and which ones would be laid off. As part of the first wave of meetings, 30% of Raven's QA teams saw their contracts terminated, effective January 28th, while others await news of their fate as they head into the holiday season. And this was this news first started breaking uh, late last weekend or late last week as the news of like the, the termination started. And like my, my immediate takeaway when I first saw the news was, damn, that is rough right before the holiday season. Like that is kind of fucked up to like ha- have layoffs happen going right into the holidays like that th- that is fucked up. But I do like that there is action being taken by the workforce and they are staging this walkout and they're actually making their demands heard.
0: Yeah, man. It's a it's a beautiful thing to see. It's gonna continue to happen. And I, I, I'm happy that they're actually standing up. It's crazy how much bad news is coming out of Activision Blizzard and how yeah. it's 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 all related, but also unrelated at the same time. Like it's so damn complicated and so shitty across the board. Uh, but here we go. Yeah. Yep. This is this is such a ridiculous thing to see. Like them, the way that they handled this, watching this all unfold on Twitter um over the weekend, I was like, wow like this, the mismanagement of the Activision teams when it comes to what they're working on, all the dev stuff. We talked about it for the last couple of years, but Vicarious Visions and, and um Toys for Bob and uh, Beanox, all of them, High Moon Studios. It's like just never soft, one by one, just gone, 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 yep. just gobbled up by Call of Duty. And it's like, well, this is what happens.
1: Yep. And I mean, you you mentioned it, right? Like the fact that all these different wild things are happening over at Activision Blizzard at the same time. And, like, it, it's, again, I feel like I use the word emblematic a lot, but it's a good word, right? It's emblematic of, like, shitty management and people at the top who do not give a fuck about employees and who are only in it to make way more money than they need, right? Like, that is how things like this happen. And so, one, I think them staging this walkout and being consistent about, hey, we're, we're not going to take shit anymore. As a workforce, as people who, you know, are feeling the brunt of, your toxic toxic actions as leaders, we're not going to take this shit anymore. We're going to stand up. We are going to make our voice heard, and we're going to consistently, continually make our voices heard. Whether it is via wh- whether it is in response to your like you know abuse allegations and like you know toxic uh, um, uh, bad treatment of your workers and all that stuff, or if it is this layoff situation, like we're going to continue to stage walkouts, and you are not going to you're not going to not hear from us about this stuff. Uh, I absolutely love that they're being loud, and yeah, like I hope. That this, again, leads to more change at Activision Blizzard at the top. Uh, Like, we need to see all those people replaced. And so, um, hopefully we get it. Keeping on the topic of Activision Blizzard with story number six, Activision Blizzard won't be part of the Game Awards. This is Emma Roth at The Verge. Jeff Keeley, the executive producer and host of the Game Awards, sent out a tweet to confirm that outside of its nominations, Activision Blizzard, quote, will not be a part of this year's hashtag the Game Awards, end quote. This is in light of claims about the company's toxic culture, as well as allegations of CEO Bobby Kotick's history of abuse and harassment. In an interview with The Washington Post, Keeley hinted at Activision Blizzard's potential removal from the award show, noting that he was contemplating how to navigate the situation with the company uh, without harming its developers or employees. Quote, there is no place for abuse, harassment, or predatory practices in any company or any community, Keeley wrote. He continued, we all need to work together to build a better and more in a more inclusive environment so everyone feels safe to to build the world's best games. End quote. Tim, is this a good, this a good statement from Jeff Keighley in the Game Awards?
0: What I'm going to say on this and where I firmly stand on this is I can't wait to see the Game Awards and see how this is actually handled at mm. the award show itself, which is what matters at the end of the day. I think right now there's a lot of shit slinging every which way about statements being good enough, not good enough and all this stuff. I think there it is very clear to all of us what statements need to be made. And I think that there was there, I hope and I expect there to be a lot of people standing up for what's right on the Game Awards stage. Thursday. oh
1: yeah i and, yeah, expect many of acceptance speeches to be like hey by the way fuck activision blizzard
0: yeah and i think that that is that that's what is most important i do think that keely having his platform him actually making a statement himself would be like the utmost of those things we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens on thursday
1: yeah yeah like i think a, a great scenario would be for even keely himself to put out some kind of like hey like this is what we stand for in response i want and i know and i hope he says the words activision blizzard and i hope like he actually takes a stance on the stage i think that would be a powerful thing and it's, it's not a thing that he's not done before right with things like the kojima konami situation and i think like there's been a few times where he's done similar sort of sort of things the game award stage i think is a powerful place to, to do that uh and so I, I i hope to see that and at the very least i do think we will see people in their award speeches or what people be- like whenever somebody has a microphone right i think there will be some cases where people are going to be like yo by the way X, Y, and Z. Fuck Activision Blizzard. fucked Bobby Kotick. All that good stuff. You know, yeah. give um, give my man um, what's his name? It takes two. Um,
0: Hayes Light Studios. Uh, Joseph Farris.
1: Joseph. Fer- give my man Joseph Farris a microphone. Let him take, speak his mind please
0: yeah totally and i mean that's the thing is like jeff has done that before right and mm-hmm. i i think that it's very complicated because at the end of the day it's there's the arguments we made about all right well what about ubisoft what about ea what about riot what about this what about that whatever what about doesn't need to matter there's a thing happening right now with the activision mm-hmm. they are the focus we need to go at them like that that is the one thing don't lose focus don't turn this into a he said she said of who didn't say enough who didn't whatever focus everybody focus on what matters in the messaging and the messaging needs to be this shit is not acceptable it doesn't matter where the fuck you are it's just right now activision blizzard are the the people that we need to be talking about because there's demonstrable evidence of what's going on and changes that need to happen that aren't changing so
1: let's stay tuned to thursday i mean to your point i think there's an opportunity there right yes we can we we can use that we can use this we can make this the thing right because of course these stories are from across the industry. Like you can look at any other big company and surely there are stories that are told and untold that are going on at these companies that like, you know, need to be handled, need to be dealt with as well, need to be addressed. But with the Activision Blizzard situation, it is, this This is the time, right? Like strike while the iron's, iron's hot, like make, make this an example of, we're not letting this shit slide. I think you I think you nail it well, well there, Tim. Yeah. Let's round out the report report with our last news story. Story number seven, Crash Bandicoot's Toys for Bob could be hiring for a non-Call of Duty project. This is Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Crash Bandicoot Studio Toys for Bob could be hiring for a non-Call of Duty project, according to a posting on its career site. The studio, which developed the Crash Bandicoot Crash Bandicoot: Insane Trilogy, Crash Bandicoot 4: It's About Time, and the Skywalker's fr- or Skylanders franchise uh, had recently Skywalkers. Skylanders franchise had recently been transitioned into a st- support studio for Call of Duty, specifically the massively successful free-to-play Warzone. However, the studio had li- has listed several jobs on his career site, such as senior co- concept artists, which do not list Call of Duty, instead labeling them for toys for Bob. Other jobs specifically mentioned that their roles related to Call of Duty, potentially suggesting that the studio is working on something that isn't related to the first-person shooter series. Recently, Activision Blizzard confirmed that all its core studios are now working on the Call of Duty franchise, like Tim was talking about before. When Toys for Bob confirmed in April that it would be supporting the development of Warzone, Activision said the studio would continue working on Crash Bandicoot 4. Tim, does this give you any sliver of hope for Toys for Bob?
0: The slightest, honestly, they're so fucking talented, man. The insane trilogy was a spectacular remake of three PlayStation one games and giving them a coat of paint that made them look and run fantastic and really hold core hold true to the core of what made those games so special to me and millions of other people out there it was so successful it proved that there is a place for these type of mascot platformers especially the old ones and Crash Bandicoot 4 was nothing short of fantastic it was the best Crash Bandicoot game uh in terms of the platformers and I loved what they did with it and I would love to see more I think the path that they were going down really pointed to a spiral four. and i think that while that wouldn't necessarily speak as loudly to me as a crash game mm-hmm. i understand it and it would speak equally loud to a different group of people yeah, and i want them to, to get that sounds hype i want you to get what i got with crash 4 because mm-hmm. it is it's phenomenal uh but yeah it's it's hard to be positive about this given everything we've just talked about and like the state of affairs of the upper management and all that stuff and uh the leaders is the better way to put it. And, and I, it's just, it's hard to, to feel hopeful for this, but I, I want to hold on to hope because underneath the call of duty, underneath all this stuff, there has been a set of projects that Activision have put out that speak so loudly to me with fantastic quality experiences, mm-hmm. like, like Tony Hawk's pro skater remastered crash team racing, um the, the crash crash Four being in a new original game. I hope this is true. Toys for Bob are incredibly talented. Game designer. So I'm hoping that they are working on something that is not Call of Duty.
1: (laughs) Tim, I'll love uh, Toys for Bob to work on something that's not Call of Duty, but the Mm. announcement of that project would probably be so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mama Grop
0: Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday.
1: Mm -hmm. Out today, we got Castle. Of Shikigami 2 for PC, Crimson Clover, World Explosion for PC, Spellforce 3, Reforced for PC, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. Aiko's choice for PC, and then this is the president. This is the PC. president. <laughs> this is the president for PC. Kevin, can we get a, can we get a trailer for this is the president if you're able to? Uh, I really yeah, gotta know. I'll look mm. at it. I really gotta know what that game is. I wonder if it's the president. Uh while Kevin's doing that, we got uh one new date for you. Uh Insomniac Games this morning tweeted out that two new suits inspired by hashtag Spider-Man No Way Home, exclusively in movie theaters, December 17th, are coming. December tenth, to Marvel Spider-Man remastered, only available on the PlayStation Five as part of Marvel Spider-Man: Miles Morales. We love Ultimate to see these Edition. orgy parties. That
0: vice president right, Kevin is, is pulled up. rumored to frequently. This attempt. is what well, was called. This, this is, is the, the president. president. So far, this Got a looks like news stuff. reports. Is this Got some OLEDs. <laughs>
1: OLED TV, four K. <4K.
0: laughs> Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the actual fuck? Judgment day. Humanitarian cargo. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little point-and-click. Text-based RPG, I guess. This is fascinating. Killing Snow White. Alright. I don't I don't know what to compare this to. They're tweeting. Don't let the president tweet. Oh, they really are. Tweet-
1: it's funny because it's stylized like it's not modern, right? Like, it looks like some, like, <laughs> early like 1900s, 1800s type shit. Like but then, like, they're tweeting. Yeah, yeah, it, it does seem like a like risk or something.
0: Well, like, oh, but, but you weird. play on your own. I, it's kind of cool. Like, I'm sure this is dope for some yeah, nerds no, this out looks, there. This looks like it is quality yeah this
1: is fascinating all right thanks for bringing this right.
0: up kevin yeah wow. back to spider-man yeah back uh, to
1: spider-man very excited very exciting stuff the no way home suits coming to spider-man remastered
0: yeah it's cool it looks like it's the uh the iron spider suit that we see the the kind of revised version we see in um in the trailers for no way home and also the what seemingly is the inside out suit the gold and black suit um so mm. that's kind of cool man i love that insomniac just keeps adding the suits to these games like yeah Ugh. Like Les, let is... me ask you one question. Up, let me ask you a fucking crazy question here. Ask me a crazy question. 3 days from now. Mhm. Do we see Spider-Man 2 <laughs> at the Game Awards? No.
1: Wait. No, you know, you know, you know. Okay, okay, there's no way. Okay. There's too much for Sony to talk about right now. Like they got to yeah. talk about Horizon, they got to talk about mm-hmm. God of War Ragnarok. I'm sure mm-hmm. maybe there's other Sony projects in 2022 possibly that they'll want to top Gran Turismo, other other things like that. I feel like it's too early. It's too early to talk about Spider-Man. Plus you can't get like oversaturated i feel i'm gonna say this right now Mm -hmm.
0: i i bet we see something related to an insomniac game at the game awards
1: that would be crazy i mean that would have to either be spider-man or wolverine right like it can't be like a third insomniac game unless you're thinking ratchet dlc or something
0: I, I, anything. It could be Ratchet DLC. It could be Ratchet coming to PC. Spider Man coming to PC. Something. Okay. We'll see something. Insomniac.
1: I like that. I like that prediction. That's my actually, bet. That's I my like bet. that prediction because I can see it too. I don't know what it would be, but Insomniac just has so much. So much. They got going the goods, man. They can't stop. <laughs> that, yeah, like they can't stop. I can see it happening. The, the one thing I'll say about Spider Man, like and and that that holds bearing on whether or not I think it's gonna be there is. I think right now there is an oversaturation or at least like there's a large saturation of Spider-Man content, but that might also make them go, hey, build synergy. (laughs) Like get get Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Time, right? Like December is Spider-Man month. You got your across the Spider-Verse trailer. You're going to get a Spider-Man 2 trailer and that's going to be followed by No Way Home. Spider-Man every single week, baby. I can see it happening, but man, that'll be a lot. But we shall see. Uh, we got a deal of the, the day for you. Speaking of PlayStation, these games are coming to PlayStation Now for December, and they're available tomorrow. You're getting GTA 3 Definitive Edition. That's available until January 31st. You're getting Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remastered. You're getting John Wick Hex, and you're getting Spitlings. That's right. Spitlings. Highly anticipated for PlayStation Now.
0: John Wick Hex. Mike Bithell, baby.
1: There you go. There. You- I actually had never booted that up. I wanted to boot, it, boot that up back in the day because I like John Real Wick. Real
0: cool. Did you get to check that one out? Yeah, no? I did. R- cool ass game, man. Ooh, okay.
1: I might, I might check that one out then. Uh, because I still have my PlayStation now. Because we did the review for PlayStation Plus. Or not PlayStation. For play, Um And so maybe I'll, maybe I'll give that one a look. But for now. It is time for reader mail. Remember, you can write into patreon.com slash games where you can get your questions read on the show just like Michael Cardenas did. Uh, Michael writes in and says, if you could have a crossover between any Xbox first-party game and any PlayStation first-party game throughout history, which games would you pick? And what would the crossover look like? Possible examples could be Halo, Cross, Ratchet & Clank, Gears of War, Cross, Last of Us, Forts Cross, God of War. Tim, what would you want as a crossover?
0: So this is complicated and it's it's a cop-out answer that isn't actually following the rules here but at a certain point in time it could have Mm -hmm. kind of in terms of exclusivity it's not first party uncharted tomb raider it just works so well i feel like nathan drake and Lara Croft together in some way shape or form could be really cool imagine if it was like a split campaign where you're playing uh like two completely different stories on like even different continents but then there's kind of crossover almost like a resident evil two or three style situation where you're like there's multiple uh scenarios happening at once uh that'd be fucking really damn cool even like a zelda know. i'm not I'm taking this even further like a zelda oracle of ages and oracle of seasons type thing where they're two similar but very different games they have to play through both of them and then you get the third scenario but like on the playstation side you get one thing on the xbox side you get another I love that. and then there's crossover oh my god that'd be fucking crazy it would limit <laughs> how many people could play it all so that's a problem but i like the idea
1: i i like what michael um mentions like he says forza cross god of war i wanted to get further i would love um, in the way that Forza Horizon often has missions or vehicles that are inspired by other games, like they had in Forza Horizon 4, there was the mission where you're doing like a Halo quest essentially, and you're driving the, like, the, the, what are the big vehicles from Halo called? You're driving one of those, the Warhog. You're driving the
0: Warhog. That's uh, what you call big vehicle. I thought you were thinking Pelican. <laughs> I thought you were thinking, no, okay. No, You're
1: the car. <laughs> is, the, is, that, is that not the big one? Am I thinking the right thing, Chad? Kind of slash you're wrong. Let me know if I have the right thing in mind. It's
0: like a four seater.
1: Yeah, but it's like kind of like a tanky kind of vehicle, right?
0: Uh, I mean, it, it's... I don't know. I would never describe the Warthog as a big vehicle.
1: There, okay. There's a tank that's a lot bigger. I the think that's kind of what Tim's saying.
0: Yeah, are, are, there's
2: a lot of vehicles that are bigger. Gotcha.
1: Okay, yeah, people are saying that, it's, that I am thinking of the warthog I mean, I think is the iconic, iconic halo vehicle of warthog. Warthog. i'm probably thinking of the Warhog. either way it's you drive no the Warhog. it's it's bigger than a forza car is what i'll say like one of my lean cars in Forza, it's bigger than that um but you're driving that like across the beach and you're doing like a halo style like you know like mission and you're driving through the checkpoints and you have people in your ear that are saying halo shit in your ear that i don't to <laughs> because i wasn't playing halo at the time um i would love that but for like playstation stuff like well if we could get a you're driving in a city and we're and it is like Spider-Man is like doing shit. Like he's he's like saving people and like there's like crime chaos happening in the city that you're racing down and you got to get like maybe you're like playing as an officer or some, something like that and you got to get to the checkpoint to, like save a person as spider-man is swinging around and you see them like going back and forth and, like doing shit um as you're driving under him like i think something like that could be cool or if you were driving on a planet from like ration and clank um and like you had weird rift apart dimensional shit happening i think something like that could be cool like a forza depiction of the greatest moments of like playstation history i think that could be really awesome and cool.
0: Yeah, that's a good call.
1: Now it's time to squad up. I uh, remember you can write it patreon.com. So it's kind of a funny games. So you can write with your questions, all that stuff, and your squad ups just like Clint did. Clint writes in with a squad up on Xbox and says, "My first ever Xbox is coming today, so I'm looking for some best friends to play some Forza and Halo with." If you want to add Clint on Xbox, you can add Clint with the username Clint Gilmore. That is Clint Gilmore, all one word. Have fun, play some Forza, play some Halo, and have a good time. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write a list of what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, and let's see here. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. What we got? People are writing with, like, additional stuff that isn't your wrongs. Uh, Nano says Fortnite also features Symbiote, Spider-Man, and Future Foundation. So there you go. Additional info. Uh Mm -mm -mm -mm. kabob says the insane trilogy was developed by vicarious visions not toys for bob good call uh people are running with like some missed news that like i i didn't include on purpose just because it didn't strike me as like video game news struck me more as like businessy news um and then a it's just alex writes in and says you're thinking of the wraith it's like an alien tank I don't know if that's what I was thinking of. It might have Definitely been. I couldn't tell so. you. It was like years ago that I played that Mission Forza Horizon 4. But uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And that is it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, of course, it is Monday, which means we have a whole week of hosts coming up. Uh, tomorrow, you got Tam and Gary Whitta. On mm-hmm. Wednesday, it's me and Andy Cortez. On Thursday, it's Janet and Tim motherfucking Geddes. And then on Friday, it's Tim and the return of Jared Petty. you love to see it can't wait for that one if you're watching this live on twitch right now after this is some more metal Gear solid four with mike and barrett and the squad if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily